1: Good morning to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. Local attorney John Day is with us this morning, and we have some special topics to cover. First of all, John, I want to say thank you for all that you do here in the community. I know last weekend was the opening game for Middle Tennessee State University your crew was there helping in a huge way and our hats off to you well thank you very much we uh,
2: started several years ago sponsoring the safe ride program on holidays and then we worked out uh, a relationship with middle tennessee to help get people home uh, after sporting events so we subsidize a lift ride and the goal of all this of course is to if people happened to uh, have a little bit too much fun at the game and have too much to drink or are concerned about it in any way, they can take the benefit of a discount on a lift ride and get home safely. And uh, to the extent that we can prevent one wreck, even a minor one, by doing that, uh, it's all worth it.
1: Very definitely. Thank you again. You're welcome. And then I also wanted to mention this because uh, people who've been listening to the radio regularly uh, you heard Chief Mark Fox on the air with us, and he was talking about uh, checking the baby safety seats, and that's another area that uh, your your law firm is working with them on.
2: Well, we are. I'll tell you that the fire department uh, here is to be commended for doing this kind of work. I mean, you know that our first responders see uh, people in their worst times, and there there can't be much worse uh, for any first responder to see the results of a child getting hurt right i mean that is uh, we all it's just something different when it's a child uh, so what they have done uh, and we are glad to support them with this is set up this car seat inspection program and they were kind enough to come out to the parking lot at our office building a medical center parkway and work for two hours to inspect safety seats. And what they do is they don't just walk by and say, that looks good. (laughs) They literally inspect the seat, inspect how it's set up, talk to the parents, give them recommendations about how they can make sure the seat is safe, when they should turn the seat around. You know, that depends on how you should put it in, depending on the age and the weight of the child. And they really spend time with people to educate them and make them feel comfortable. There was even one couple that drove from Nashville to come up just so they they had a new baby and they just wanted to make sure that their car seat was safe, that they were doing it right. And the man at the fire department helped them out. So I was, it's great to see dedicated public
1: servants. Oh, yeah. And and these seats are difficult. They're a challenge to put in sometimes. Well, they are for me. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> I, my mechanical
2: ability, Bart, I tell people that I have to hire somebody to change a roll of toilet paper. That's so uh, <laughs> I would certainly need help with a car seat.
1: Well, we just wanted to say thank you for all that the John Day Law Firm does here in the community. You're welcome. One of the things that has been in the news lately, and that's people racing on the streets. Uh, We're not talking about like they did in the movies. (laughs) In fact, it's amazing. I see people just, uh, you start out at a traffic signal, and there's some people who really, they want to race you. And if you have a a colorful car that has a good-sized engine, I guess... That's even more tempting, and they want they hey come on let's <laughs>
2: yeah rub the rub the accelerator yeah. up and down a few bit yeah isn't that sad that people would and I and I say that I, p- believe me I get part of it I get part of it I am a Sea-Doo, uh a, a fan I ride ride SeaDoo's every weekend that I'm able to do so and my SeaDoo is 300 horsepower and goes 70 miles an hour Ooh, whoa <laughs> I like speed. Uh, Now, when I do that, it is 6 o'clock in the morning, and there's nobody on the lake, and I stay away from the fishermen, and it is reasonably safe to do that. It may be a little crazy, but it is fun. On a public street, however, it's a little crazy. Uh, So yeah, we not only see the drag racing, which is exactly what you described, that is two cars stopped and then take off. But street racing, which is cars that get next to each other side by side and signal one another to start a race from a from a moving position, so in in Nashville and Briley Parkway, the signal is three honks the horn, and on the third honk you take off, and then get these horribly excessive speeds on the roadway, and it's just it's not only dangerous for the participants. I mean, we can make the argument that if you want to do something stupid and kill yourself, um, maybe we shouldn't worry about that. But you're not the only one on the road. There's another car involved. Maybe they're doing something stupid too. Maybe we shouldn't worry about them. But guess what? There's lots of other cars on the road as well. And there's also human beings that can be out there. There can be a car broken down. There can be people crossing a street. So it is just horribly, horribly unsafe, and and we're seeing a huge increase uh, in the number of people who are engaging in it.
1: We've had a a major increase in pedestrians being hit here uh, in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, Uh, people on bicycles being hit by uh, cars. And, and, you know, not every case is are they racing, but uh, they're distracted in one way or another. Yeah, it's, I mean, one thing, another
2: thing that COVID has caused is people getting outside more. You know, we were, we were, I won't say we were locked down, but many of us could not go to our offices. We could not go to our jobs. Uh, Our one spouse was home all the time. In an effort to get out of the house, uh, they would go walk or they would, pick up bicycling that they gave up when they were kids. So you see a lot more people all walking. Many parts of this community uh, don't have sidewalks so people are walking on the street and it's taking all of us a period of time to get to realize that there are gonna be people out there and we have to pay attention and give them some room so yes, we, we've seen an increase in pedestrian wrecks. We've seen an increase in bicycle wrecks, um, and it's uh, we just have to give people a little room,
1: and we need to be thoughtful about uh, other people in the community who are around us. So much so, uh, especially you know you you mentioned earlier in the broadcast about there's something about seeing a, a child injured or feeling uh, ill or things of that sort. You don't want to hit a child, either. I mean, and oftentimes it's the children who are playing on their bicycles on the side of the road, on the sidewalks, that are sometimes hit by these speeding vehicles. Yeah, it, it's
2: we and we talked about this last time I was here, the whole school zone thing. And I so since that conversation, I've been I drive through a school zone every day, and I pay particular attention, even more so than usual. driving the exact speed limit boy do I get (laughs) hawks! why doesn't he speed yeah why why don't I speed up and there's you know not only is the light telling me flashing go 15 miles an hour but there's kids in the area now a kid who's walking on the sidewalk should stay on the sidewalk but kids being kids don't always necessarily have the best judgment and they can see a friend and make a sudden move or who knows what can happen that's why the speed limit is reduced in school zones the the it is foreseeable that kids are going to make a mistake and do something that you wouldn't you would you've told them not to do but they might do it anyway that's true in every neighborhood where it's a residential neighborhood kids can be out there kids can be chasing a ball Kids can be making a left turn on a bike when they should be turning right. All sorts of things can happen, and you just got to give them some room and remember you're dealing with kids. And we did the math last time we were here. You may remember. At 30 miles an hour, you're going 44 feet per second. It takes a second and a half or so for you to perceive danger and react. That means at 30 miles an hour, you're going to travel 66 feet before your braking starts to work, you got to give people room.
1: Oh, very definitely. One of the other things we head uh, down to chat about today is license plate readers. I'm guessing we're talking about all of those boxes that you see mounted on the back of some police cars. Those are, I guess, license plate readers.
2: Well, there's also boxes along the side of the road at intersections at entrances to subdivisions. And what they are doing is capturing information of the license plate. Some are even doing facial recognition. And it's a very controversial thing. I don't know if you saw it in the paper recently. The city uh, government in Nashville is trying to decide whether they should permit it. Uh, it's being discussed in Brentwood and Franklin. And in in fact, 10 years ago here, there was some question whether the police department here was using uh, license plate readers. And they responded in 2012 that they were not. I don't know what they're doing today.
1: Well, they still say they're not, but they have the readers on the backs of some cars. So I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know either. It's a very interesting issue, isn't it?
1: It is, and it's sort of like the traffic camera. They were the public was against the traffic cameras, but they're not uh, for uh, people breaking the laws. They they want to instead of having a traffic camera stop them, they want a policeman to stop them. Yeah, and
2: and if we think through that, we we see an immediate problem, right? So we've got a government that is funded by tax dollars and those tax dollars go only so far and so if you want more police officers to enforce the law so that we can be safe or reasonably safe then we have to fund that in some way if we fund that that means the money's going to come from schools or libraries or street maintenance or something else or taxes have to increase an alternative that is less expensive than personnel because people are expensive it's not just salaries it's benefits retirement benefits everything like that is to supplement human police officers with technology that raises the gotcha syndrome in many people's eyes right well i didn't see a police officer So I ran the red light or I was speeding or whatever I was doing and got a ticket. That isn't fair. I suggest it's hard to have it both ways. (laughs) If you want the laws enforced and you want to keep taxes low, it makes sense to me that policing, human policing, be supplemented by technology. Uh, such as having traffic light cameras. I've expressed that opinion here before. I know it's not uh, necessarily a popular opinion, but I, I I believe that. Because I think the alternative is either increased lawlessness or hiring a lot more human beings to do that work, and I think that's going to be at a huge cost for people.
1: Or having more people injured with T-bone yeah, accidents. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's for every action (laughs) there is some sort of reaction right every there's a consequence and if there are no police officers we will save money on taxes there is no doubt about that but guess what what happens to they don't want to pay the taxes (laughs) (laughs) so if we and then the question is how many can we afford and how well we should train them all that sort of thing at the end of the day We're gonna have to uh, accept some compromises on issues like this. The license plate reader thing is a little bit more controversial because the question is, how is it being used? Is it being used in a discriminatory way? How long is the data being stored? What's it being used for? I mean, there's all sorts of issues there.
1: Well, now, explain a little bit more about that. Why would they feel like it's being used in a discriminatory way Uh, How long will the information be used? Are they concerned about a record of their driving practices, of driving recklessly or something of that sort?
2: Well, the concern is, uh, is there are people who honestly believe and in good faith believe that the government should not be keeping or have the ability to keep database on people now there's an exception for that, who people are convicted of crimes or maybe even charged with crimes. But when you're driving down the street, most of us are not doing anything wrong. But some people honestly believe that the government should not have access or be able to look up to see where I've been driving, where where have I been in the last 30 days. Well theoretically speaking anyway right if there are cameras around that are catching your license plate then that in your license plate can be run through the computer and it can ping where you've been what your traffic patterns are now most people either don't realize or ignore that there are devices in your car that already do that <laughs> Cadillac OnStar, for example, and OnStar is in several different uh, plates in, in the GM model. They're tracking your car constantly. They know where you are. You have to give them permission, or you have to opt out if you don't want. But they, they are they are tracking where your car is at all times. It's part of a safety thing, right? Right. If, if you have a wreck.
1: Right, they know where you are, and they could they call, can call the police. Yeah, yeah, they can call. So there's a benefit. Most cars or many cars have that service. Yes, it may not be called OnStar, but it's the same thought. So the, there's a it, there's a
2: cost benefit analysis there, right? I personally don't like it. I don't I don't subscribe to OnStar, even though it's on my car. They're still tracking me. I just don't get any direct benefit from it unless I'm in a crash. I hope I never get to use it, right? Right. <laughs> but but pe- so people accept that, but they get more nervous when the government starts to do it and wonder how the government's going to misuse the information. So, so from the race standpoint, that's the right, precise question sure. you ask. That's the whole if, if facial recognition software. If they're not only capturing So it's okay plates. to
1: race in their mind, but don't know who I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a concern, I think, once again, and I think it's a good faith concern, that do you want the police or even the neighborhood to have the ability to scan the faces of people who come into the neighborhood? Because you could see how it could target people of different ethnic backgrounds it could be used in that way now would it be used in that way that's subject to debate but it could be used in
1: that way let's take a phone call good morning you're on wgns with john day yes who this is uh uh, i don't know do you have a uh fast car (laughs) uh,
3: yes i got some great news for you guys i've been i just turned the radio on and let me tell you all about what you all are talking about okay there's no such thing as hideout, away, or do anything without the world knowing about it. You are Where you all been the last 50 years?
1: <laughs> Under a rock, I guess. Hello.
3: <laughs> let me tell you, if you think you're doing something in good old, wonderful, our wonderful country called America, don't know what you're doing, you're crazy.
2: Well, I I hey, think
3: somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. There,
2: there. I think there is no doubt that there is surveillance at a very, 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 very high level conducted of the activities of many of us all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, every phone call, etc. All those things are capable are are, are being done. Uh, but the and it but most of that is being done at a national level the NSA type level the the more question of the day I think is what about local homeowners associations having access and using this technology and local police departments okay. so
3: if you, if, but they they even said well you if we don't want to get caught. Don't do the, don't don't you don't have to do anything
2: yeah that oh that's Damn what you're gonna say yes, sir that's and that's exactly the concern that I tried to raise, but you're doing a better job at it than I am, why people are legitimately concerned about being tracked whether they are doing anything wrong they they just don't want people to know where they've been going so and I understand that
3: and it's not fair. but am i i think i'm I think you know my name
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I thought I was a pretty good person. But you know what? I've been arrested. A lot of people do I've been accused. I've been I've been done everything to Brother Bart. And people like that be I bet people I bet this done woke some people up early this morning. People wouldn't even know I went to jail. I'm, a, I'm case o'clock. Oh, I was walking in the street called in a town called Mumbro. I thought it was okay for me to walk, but I was stopped by the police, but I got the Greyhound bus up on the hill of Manchester Highway, and the police on a motorcycle told me I wasn't supposed to be walking in that neighborhood at night. Uh-oh. I bet that woke somebody up, didn't it? <laughs> Hello, Muffinsboro.
1: <laughs> that must have been a while back if you were uh, stopped you by one believed. on a motorcycle.
3: <laughs> you know what else? I live in, in a place called Spring Valley,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and some friends of ours, we were just standing with little boys about 15 years ago or so, and don't you know, here come the police do roll and they everybody know where I'm at. And guess what, the, the guys put me in the police car, but yeah, before that, the ladies on the porch, we always just sit out there and talk, Everybody just, just normal people. And the ladies, here little ladies he were say, Brother Casey have not been anywhere. He had not done anything. It didn't do any good. They still put me in the car, cat me to Cooper and Martin with Rose's shopping center, and guess what? They just as though I was a bad guy. But guess what? The manager of Cooper Martin knew me. He said, "That's not the guy." Uh oh. Then what did do? I said, "Sir, you can take me back home. Next time you might listen to me." Man, I've been accused of a bank robbery. Y'all wouldn't believe the stuff I've been accused of, and everybody out there hear me, they know me.
1: Do you think things are better nowadays than they were? I mean, you mentioned Cooper and Martin. That's back when I was a kid. (laughs) Yes.
3: I've been, you wouldn't, you know you can walk upright, but let me tell you, especially nowadays, if you think you can slip and do something, you can forget it, people. Those days been gone.
1: Thank you for calling, Casey. They
3: see you. I don't care what you're doing. It's called Computer World.
1: Well, yeah, that is. There's technology out there, yeah. and that's, that's what we're talking
3: about. That's right. You can forget it. You're not kidding. You're not slipping. Those days are gone. <laughs> I'm listening. You all have a good day. <laughs>
1: Thank you Thank for calling. You. Take, Take care. Casey. 615-893-1450. Uh, do you have a thought? 615-893-1450. You can talk or text, whichever you prefer. Uh, Let's see here. It says, uh, Murfreesboro Police admitted to using license plate readers. This is a text from somebody. In 2013, uh, there's a WGNS article about it and uh, they have, uh, this person has pulled it up. (laughs) They've done all our homework and given us a link to that too. Oh,
2: that's interesting.
1: Yeah, there was a, The
2: ACLU sent a public records request to the department back in 2012. And at that time, which obviously is before 2013, they indicated they were not using that technology. Maybe they decided to start using it after that.
1: But is that why, do you think, uh, the city decided not to have the traffic cameras anymore? They stopped that, uh, I guess, around summertime. Right. and it was not costing them anything. What would be behind that decision? Well, I'm sure it was citizen
2: complaints. I mean, that <laughs> the, I'm sure mm-hmm. the city hears complaints about that type of traffic law enforcement. And at some point, you know, public input can and I guess should, right, make a difference on what public servants decide to do. I'd be interested in hearing what the police chief would say about that.
1: Yeah, I will, we'll have, we have him on uh, on a regular basis, so next time uh, we'll ask that question. But I went to this article that the listener sent us, and uh, it has a picture of a of, of police vehicle with uh, those little cameras and readers on mm-hmm. the back truck. Right, well, the... And I've, I've seen those still right. out there. They may be turned off now. But they're still on the back of the trunks. Yeah, you, can, you can see the advantage to having that
2: type of technology available. There are missing children reports so that are in a certain vehicle. There are stolen cars that is, that are in a the vehicle. There are people who have committed robbery or burglary where somebody gets a license plate number or part of a license plate number. And that technology allows the police department to help Hone in on possible uh, law violators uh, easier. Uh, I mean, I understand the reason for the use of it. Uh, I also understand the reasons why people feel like it could be misused and could be used to track people. I mean, every once in a while, right, there's going to be some mistake made for use of that technology, during the use of that technology, and people are going to use those mistakes as examples of why the technology is going too far.
1: Our phone number, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll come back and uh, we'll take some of your text messages or phone calls, uh, whichever you prefer. And they're both at 615-893-1450. Local attorney John Day is our guest this morning. We're talking about street racing. We're talking about license plate readers Give us your thoughts on those. We'll be right back.
2: This is Chip Walters, and I'll have Middle Tennessee football and basketball games for you right here.
0: MTSU Sports on WGNS AM, AM, FM, FM, online. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Family Restaurants. In December, Demas's will be here for 32 years. My parents started this restaurant. They wanted a place that was affordable, that people can come and be able to celebrate their special occasions or be with their family and we have strived to keep things the same as what they have created it. We encourage you to come and try Demus's restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street at Demus's Restaurants. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try out any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it. Compare them side by side. See how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play. A room in the back for drums to give a run-through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den. Good morning, THP. Still out here with that early morning truck fire and still catching people off guard. Coming off 24 on to, uh 24 eastbound ramp to Elmaville Road. It's got traffic backed up just a bit there at the end of the ramp. Again, as you exit off the interstate there on 24 eastbound to Elmaville Road, they're still out here. They've been out here, what, six, seven hours, something like that. Traffic's on the increase even more now in the last few minutes on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area. A hey, Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks Pirate Edition is coming up October 23rd. Log on now to Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: Mostly sunny here this afternoon, high in the mid 80s, winds out of the northwest of 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 56. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60.
0: We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
1: Our number is 615-893-1450. Making you think a little bit today. 615-893-1450. John Day is with us, local attorney. We're talking about street racing. We're talking about license plate readers. We're talking about your safety and your privacy too. And your rights. 615-893-1450. It's interesting where you were saying about these license plate readers are getting your images, uh, your facial images, and recognizing you.
2: Well, some are. Not all of them. Some are just license plates only, right? But there are, there's other technology that is being used some places that is also doing facial recognition.
1: Of course, it's like that TV show that used to be on that uh, would track criminals by facial recognition and they would find them just out walking the busy streets. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and, you know, you've read
2: read about plenty of crimes uh, up in the Northeast and in the Chicago area that have been solved or partially solved through the use of identifying when people went through toll booths. So, I mean, every time you go through a toll booth, there's a photo taken and a there's a stamp and so you can see that if somebody was at exit 47 at 11:24 p.m. and exit 27 at 11 44 p.m. I mean so you can figure out how fast they were going where they were yeah. when they left because if they didn't go to the next hole
1: they got off at a place in between I mean that's so you can you can track people maybe. you can track people that's true now I understand that in Florida, some of the places, some of the tolls are now mailed to you. They mail you your bill, uh, so the out-of-towners, I guess, uh, because they take photo images of you, your car, your license plate, uh, and this is especially good, or maybe it's only if you're in a rental car. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, Yes, I haven't experienced it in Florida, but I've experienced it in, uh, in the Chicago area. And yes, you can... You can buy a toll pass or rent one basically from Avis or you can bypass the tolls completely, but they will send you a toll charge that you have to pay and it's, it's linked to the license plate on your rental car.
1: Now, that is also exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Sure. I mean, they get your picture, they get the license tag to put you together. I don't know if they
2: get your picture or not. I can't speak to that. It wouldn't surprise me if they did I mean if you know when you think about it cameras are cheap there's one sitting right here it 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 wasn't a hundred dollars right right? and if you're buying a thousand of them I get I bet they're less so yeah you can imagine that that there is some potential use for that information for instance if somebody commits a crime and then leaves the scene and goes out onto the tollway if I was a poli- or they have headed that direction, one of the first things I would do as an investigating officer is try to figure out if they went onto the tollway and let- went left or right. Uh, we see it all the time in personal injury cases. One of the first, if we're called early enough, so, you know, sometimes people don't call us for months. But if we're called early enough, one of the first things we do is go to the local gas station go look for ring cameras on people's household doors and mm-hmm. knock on doors and see if the wreck or some portion of it was captured on video. Because it's pretty important, um, pretty important testimony, right? I mean,
1: that's about as strong as you can get a picture of it.
2: Yes, and we see it all the time. We, we just, in fact, I, I got this video yesterday. Uh, my client was sitting at a traffic light waiting for the light to turn and an asphalt truck turned right in front of him and was going to go past next to him, but it was going at a successive rate of speed, and the truck till, turned over, and all that hot asphalt went onto the road and onto his car and onto him. Ooh! If that, and that was all captured on video, because the car, four or five cars behind him, maybe six, had a dash cam. And he su- he supplied the police with the video, so we were able to get a hold of the video. If that truck had been four, five, six feet over further to its left, my guy would have been covered in hot asphalt, would have been dead. Mm. Horrible. But Fight. but once again, this the the, the the my point is there's all there is all sorts and it's what. Chris mentioned before. There's all sorts of <laughs> video evidence out sure, there. Sure. And uh, the police are going to look for it
1: and uh, well-trained lawyers are going to look for it. So, as citizens who are concerned about their rights, what should be done? I mean, should you accept all of these things or should you question them? What, what should you do? Well, I think you shouldn't
2: come to an opinion without understanding a little bit more about it. So that's where, sort of where I started. If you don't like traffic cameras, think through what the alternatives are to law enforcement. We can have an increased risk of lawlessness and people getting hurt. Or we can have more police officers on patrol, which increases the likelihood that they'll be passing around that intersection. I don't care if you're going the speed limit or two miles below. When you see a police car, you slow down, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that is true. <laughs> I do. I still, I, I'll be 65 in one week, okay? And I'm, I'm driving down the interstate 70 miles an hour with my cruise control on. I'm doing everything right. I see a police officer, I hit the brakes. Okay? It's just that's the way I am. And I think most people are. So we can we can pay for that level of enforcement. We can have more officers or more police cars. Right. Or, or more <laughs> cars. Just park sitting. them on the road. That's right. <laughs> like they do in Eagleville. Yeah. <laughs> Don't speed in Eagleville, <laughs> yeah. by the way.
1: They they are there to get you. They are they are very to very preserve good. Preserve the law.
2: Yes, they are very very good at maintaining the speed limit through Eagleville, which is 30 miles an hour downtown and 40 miles an hour on the edge of town, and they they are, um, they get a lot of
1: people going through there. So those are things that you know, so it's back to obeying the laws. I've got a text here from a listener, and they said that they had an offer from their insurance company. Uh, to put a device in their car and and said that uh, this could save them money on their insurance premiums. Is this in keeping with what you have been talking about, or should they let this go by? Well, it's a voluntary decision on your part to install
2: technology that will record or give some sort of information to the insurance company about whether you're a safe driver. So what they're looking for is speed. What they're looking for is hard brakes. How often do you have to apply the brakes in an emergent fashion? I think it's a little bit misleading using hard brakes because sometimes you can be doing absolutely nothing wrong and paying attention and somebody does something foolish and you have to put a, use a hard brake, right? I mean, it just because... You're braking hard doesn't mean you're following too closely behind somebody. And when they put their brakes on, you have to hit the brakes. It's the circumstances of whether a hard brake indicates poor driving or not. But that's the sort of thing that insurance companies are look for, looking for. And they sell it to you on the notion that you can save money on your premium if we can determine that you're a good driver. But guess what? The converse is true, too. <laughs> if we you permit us to monitor your driving habits, maybe we won't write your insurance coverage at all next time, we won't renew it, because we th- don't like the way you drive, it indicates to us that you are uh, performing in a, a unsatisfactory way, you're more likely to be in a wreck. So I would say to the caller, or the texter, um, you have to make a decision whether you think your driving habits are such, That you would benefit from the use of that device, and there are lots of people are doing it because some companies are offering up to twenty percent savings.
1: So, those are items. The information that they gather, it sounds like you can be sure that that information is going to be stored and kept for some period of time. time.
2: Yeah, for some period of time. I don't know what they're I, I am confident there is an electronic document that you're asked to digitally sign that is the terms of service and you check a box saying you've read it and in paragraph (laughs) 73.2 it says how long they keep the data. And it's a hundred pages of documents. (laughs) I mean, I I uh, yeah, we all see those things, and uh, none of us read them. Uh, and if you read them, you probably wouldn't ever sign them. But yes, there's they, there's some data retention policy. I don't know what it is. They're not going to keep it forever. But they are, they have the data s- transmitted to them, and there is some algorithm in place that studies it at some point to determine whether you should get a discount and uh, no discount, an
1: increase in premium, or whether your coverage should be discontinued going forward. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We've got a caller on hold. Stand by. We'll have you on in just a moment. Stay with us.
0: Talk Radio WGNS. Putting the power of your free speech into action, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Reliford Farmers Co-op. Please come and see us for all your clothing, gift, pet, and farm needs. We also have whatever you need for your lawn or garden. We have local honey and we also have the wonderful Watkins products. We
2: have a great selection of different gifts, you know, with fall and Christmas coming up. Hi, this
0: is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us.
2: We're located at
0: 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church.
1: When the
0: weather's at its worst, we're at our best. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11.
1: Welcome back. We're talking with local attorney John Day this morning. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you this morning? I'm close. Okay,
3: brother Bart. Yeah, you say you got a attorney there. Uh huh. Okay, we live in a place called the Bible Belt, right? Right. That mean the Bible and church mean the, uh, the when we read the Bible, friend, it's supposed to mean truth when we're talking about godly stuff, right?
1: Mm hmm. Right.
3: Okay. We were talking about this stuff about speed traps. Y'all have heard that word before.
1: I've I've seen them. Take your time, Bart. Okay.
3: <laughs> now, 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 and, and to your guest there uh, is we call it Speed Trap. Is that fair? Is it fair? Called it Tennessee, just the name of order. Well, that, 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 that's
1: it. in the old days. but oh, uh,
3: right. Is that fair?
1: You know, if you're stopped, you probably don't think it is. But in <laughs> reality, what? it gets you to go the right speed. Uh, Bart. Yeah. That's a good start. Okay, to your guest, is that right, sir?
2: Well, uh, I think it is because oh, f- it is? I, 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 I personally don't consider it a trap. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't. And the reason I don't consider it a trap. You don't
3: call it a trap? No, sir. Well, okay then. Well, why do they do it? Because well, this is what I'm saying. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on y'all's side. We know the average price and speed, don't we?
1: You're not supposed yep. to, but yeah, unfortunately, that's yes. true.
3: We we know this, but the thing is, because if you all really want to do this thing, let's let's decide on writing the the, the numbers. You know, if it's going to be forty, let's keep it forty. Let, if it's going to be sixty-five, like the interstates, or whatever, what what do we do, you guys? Because you know we're not going to be honest. Welcome to the world.
1: But like John had said, he was driving through a school zone at fifteen. <laughs> And people were honking at him. Right. I, I think that
2: I, th- I want to explain why I don't think it's a speed trap. Uh-oh. It's not a speed trap because a trap implies that there is something hidden and without warning. Oh, what are and, cameras? B- well, but, it, but it, with a, a traditional speed trap, there are signs that say, thou shalt go 30 <laughs> miles an hour. It's no trap. Now, it would be a trap if no speed limit was posted. And they enforced an unknown speed limit. And, and I think most police officers, and we talked about this several months ago concerning Tiger Woods, I think most police officers exercise some discretion and aren't going to give you a ticket in a 30 miles an hour zone if you're going 33 or 34 miles an hour, right? I, I, I don't think most police officers would do that. Some will, but not yeah. most. So the idea is... If the laws are to be honored and respected, they have to be enforced. Uh-huh. If they're not, they're just suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> and and failure to follow suggestions means people die. But so
3: that that sounds good. But you know, any kind of law you can look at it two or three different ways. Because yes. like these speed like these cameras Sir. Yes. Why, why have a camera up there when why why not just let the police stand there with a gun in his hand?
2: Well, one reason is because we can't have a police officer on every corner because it would cost a fortune.
3: Yeah, you're good. <laughs> hey, Bart. This one of the most. I love the show today, Bart.
1: <laughs> He's good, isn't he? I
3: love it. I love it. Y'all have a good
1: day. Thank you, you for calling. Thanks for calling. Oh, well, we got a few minutes left. Uh, so let, let's uh, touch on a few of these things that. Uh, I'm I'm glad he brought up the speed trap thing because it all boils down to safety and in many of these instances, it all boils down to us leaving to wherever we're wanting to go on time and giving ourselves time to get there.
2: Yeah, and, and working under the assumption that there's going to be traffic, it always cracks me up and, and, and employees used to come in, used to come into my office oh, I was late, there was a traffic problem. Guess what? We live in a major metropolitan area. There's going to be traffic problems. They are foreseeable. Leave a little early, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, and I don't mean to sound callous. I, I sometimes put myself in the position where I'm running late, and I hate to be late, and maybe sometimes I drive a little faster than I should under those circumstances because I am a human being, and sometimes I make mistakes. But the fact of the matter is, the goal should be that we are a nation of laws. We should respect those laws. We should not give police officers a hassle when they fairly enforce those laws. That's their job. Okay. So I go through Eagleville every weekend and there is almost always a police officer there running a quotation mark speed trap or a decoy vehicle sitting there unoccupied just causing people to hit the brakes. I think that's fine. If the city of Eagleville wants to have a 30 miles an hour speed limit through their town and 40 on either edge, even if there's nobody out there, that's what local that's the power of the local government and they can do it. God bless them. If the people in Eagleville don't like it, they can ask the city council there to uh, increase the uh, speed limit and it'll happen, I'm sure.
1: John, that's going to pretty well put the wraps on it today. And uh, again, we want to say thank you for all that you do in the community to, uh, to make this a better community for well, us.
2: Well, thank you very much. And I, I, once again, I thank the, the fire department for working with us on the car seat program and also for the university for letting us help sponsor the Safe Ride, prog- uh, Safe Ride Home program at uh, football games and basketball games.
1: Local attorney John Day, our guest today. And, and before we leave, if somebody is involved and hope you're not in a traffic accident, how soon should you try to put things together and get with uh, some an attorney to, to help them?
2: Well, um, that's a longer answer than you probably gar- got, Bart, but I will say this. Uh, I will guarantee you that the person who caused the wreck is reaching out to their insurance company, and they're investigating immediately. So I recommend that people take care of their body first, get you know, get medical attention, and get uh, that sort of help. But then I would reach out to an experienced lawyer, and we would be happy to to talk to anybody who thinks they would need our help. Uh, and our number here is 615-867-9900.
1: John, thank you again.
2: Thank you very much.